Hi, this is Vernon Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and today we're going to talk about The Bride with White Hair, directed by Ronnie Yu. This is a tragic love story between Yi Hung, a Wudang disciple, and Ni Chung, a killer from an evil cult led by conjoined brother and sister Chi Wu Shuang. After Ni Chung leaves the cult to be with Yi Hung, a misunderstanding makes them enemies. Feeling betrayed, Ni Chung undergoes a stunning transformation as she clashes with all of Wudang's sect. So, um, all right, so what, uh, I know that this was uh, you guys' first time seeing this, so uh, what did you think? Um, it was my first time watching the movie, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and I guess, yeah, I mean, there was some unexpected parts cropping up, mostly in the form of nudity, uh, which I was totally not expecting. Um, but other than that, I think, um, yeah, the movie was very enjoyable. I'd definitely recommend it to people. Um, it, it's the... It's a bit of a bittersweet story, I think. Um, and, you know, it's the sort of classic wuxia misunderstandings leading to, you know, bloodshed and everybody dying type of thing. And uh, it, it's typical, it's melodramatic, but I did enjoy it. And, yeah, that's all that's important at the end of the day, I think. This was my first time seeing the movie also. And I enjoyed watching the movie. I was pretty shocked when the nudity showed up and their sex scene was shocking to me too. I wasn't expecting that, but I thought it was a beautifully shot film. I loved the plot of the film and the ending um, left me wondering, but then I figured it out. Um, but we'll get to that. Okay. Later. But I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. I, uh, I really enjoyed the visuals of this movie. It was a great looking movie. And, uh, like the ending, the ending was, I, I really liked the ending. I liked it. Just there's, there's an ambiguity to it that I thought, I thought worked for me. I could see a lot of people being frustrated with it though. Yeah. This is one of my favorite, uh, movies from this period. I think it's a great film. Um, and, uh, I, I love that it's so surreal and and mm -hmm. and I like the way the music feels in it. I, I just I, I love pretty much everything about the movie. Um, but I want to apologize for everybody because I think I di I failed to mention all of the rampant nudity and the, not rampant nudity, <laughs> but but the, the 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 very sensual nature of the movie. Um, you know, on the on the on the DVD version, it says like right on the cover, like an, an erotic something or other. There's like a line in there to indicate what you're about to get into. But I it, it kind of slipped my mind that I should probably mention it to people in advance. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, so, so I, do it was still very tame compared to things like Game of Thrones or whatever <laughs> most people watch. So it, 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 you know, maybe for like a Wuxia movie, it's shocking for us because we may not necessarily expect it, but the, the actual nudity is very tame by modern standards. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and while he's not here today, Elliot, uh, who sometimes participates in these discussions, sent me a note. And so his note basically said that he really enjoyed the movie. Uh, up through the middle part, but at the point of the gratuitous sex scenes is where it went downhill for him. And he also found the ending a little hard to believe because the uh, uh, the the cult leaders are are uh, are able to just you know kill so many people so easily, but they seem to be not able to do that early in the movie, in his opinion. So um, I just wanted to get Elliot's opinion out there. Uh, so yeah, so um, I don't know. I I think. Uh, what I really like about the movie again is like the it's very surreal. It doesn't uh, uh, it, it it doesn't really matter. You know, it's it's not the kind of movie where I'm where I was terribly focused on the fight choreography and uh, and making sure that that everybody's sort of you know performing at a you know at a you know really high level physically. It's almost more about like the poetic stances and the mm -hmm. and the and the graceful movement across the screen so um but yeah i don't know what um what were there any parts of the movies aside from the you know we can probably get to the nudity in a little bit but uh were there any uh parts of the movie that, that you guys didn't like um no actually i enjoyed it all the way through i can't remember any part of the movie where i was was you know disappointed or anything it's uh it was I thought it was well done. Yeah, I can't say I was disappointed either in any of the movie any part of the movie. I thought it flowed really well. It didn't go downhill anywhere for me. Um mm -hmm. I thought it was a great plot all the way through and I be I believe the ending 
of the story didn't leave any plot holes for me. I figured that because of the raw emotion that was emitting from the conjoined twins, that that's what was able to propel them to kill a whole entire sect without any other help. So to me, it, the ending was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the story makes emotional sense, and I think that's what it was aspiring to be. I mean, it's kind of playing as this tragic love story, and so getting into the you know, military logistics of a romance isn't always going to be that that you know practical. <laughs> and I do think that you know, e- even if we do consider it from a very you know, logical kung fu point of view, it does make sense though. Um, the the, 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 the elders mm-hmm. of um, the great clans were mentioned as all being aged now and you know barely even able to hold a sword anymore. So it, it, it makes sense that they wouldn't be able to fight back if they were to be attacked. But I think. Yeah, you know, one of the um, issues that Elliot raised was that, well, in that case, why didn't Ji um, Wushang attack by themselves? By, by, well, I don't know if to refer to themselves, himself, herself, <laughs> themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, the conjoined twins are a bit difficult <laughs> for pronouns. Um, yeah, like they, they could have just attacked at any point in the movie, and a lot of the plot would then have been unnecessary. But I don't think that's necessarily the case because. Maybe this is just because, from a Chinese point of view, there's a whole idea of seniority, and they were raised, and oh yeah, they grew up with the intimidation that these great clan elders are un- unrivaled in the martial world, and you know they, they were personally captured and punished by them, and then exiled um, mm-hmm. when you know when when, when I don't what, what was the crime they committed anyway? Well, why were they um, ejected from? I think they were just ejected from being for being involved with the cult. And yeah, the subtitles yeah. just said the cult. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it had something to do with their parents being involved in the cult, and then they also got entwined in it. So they killed the parents and then um, sent them out or exiled them. That's what I got from the subtitles. Okay, kind of had okay. to read between the lines. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. So, you know, it's just that maybe, yeah, they, they were intimidated just by the reputation of the elders more than anything else, rather than, you know, any physical proof that they would be unable to um, conquer them with martial might, as it were. And, it, and it's also possible that there was something we didn't see where they might have achieved a level of mastery before the attack. But, um, but yeah, I, I almost feel like that it's, 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 I didn't think it was terribly important important part of the movie so i didn't really focus on it um but i can sort of see i can sort of see where elliot was coming from with that point um but dion you you had mentioned something else about uh about the ending being a little unclear uh and i was curious what that might have been since we're talking about the ending well for me it was what happened between the two where did she go i i don't know i guess from the beginning i was expecting him to give the flower to the bride with white hair and then, you know, everything would turn out fine, but Mm. that obviously doesn't happen. And like um, Adam said, the ending's very ambiguous. And then so for a while I was thinking, well, that's no way to end a a movie. But then I realized that there's a sequel and you have to see the sequel. Yeah. And the sequel came out soon after the the first one, but right. I think also the flower only blooms every twenty years. So basically, he had to go and wait at the flower, and and we're supposed to maybe be left uh, wondering how things are going to resolve when he gets the flower. Um, I can I can I tell you the one. Oh, what were you going to say? I have a question about that. So when we meet him, it's only ten years into the flower, and it still has ten more years to go. I I don't know it, because. Because the men say that it has like four hours before the flower blooms, so maybe it's already been ten by the time he's gone there in the first place. Okay. Um, oh, Kenny, I gotta say, I'm very impressed by uh, the ancient timekeeping that they had back in China. <laughs> they know the blooming time of a flower up to that very hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <it> was... <laughs> Um, but, but, but I, so, um, so I don't know if it's, if it's about to bloom or if that was just, you know, them just saying stuff and it's cause I can't, I can't remember exactly from the sequel what the time frame is, but in the, in the sequel, I can tell you, um, their issues are not resolved at the start of the movie and, and, uh, and, and she is not a happy camper. Um, mm. and so, 
but but it, 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 it and in fact it uh in fact actually i think i think um i think the 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 movie starts it either starts like 10 or 20 years after the events at the end of this movie um but uh i don't know at some point maybe we'll do the sequel and we'll uh we'll we'll, we'll be able to talk about it but because the sequel i think the sequel is pretty good too and you get to see uh you know dion dion and i were talking about this uh between the podcast but you get a you know uh you don't get to see a whole lot of her as the bride with white hair in this one uh, you know, mm-hmm. she, she transforms like 15 minutes before the end, the movie ends and the sequel, you know, she's, she's, uh, the bride with white hair the whole time. So, um, so, you know, you kind of get it, you get it, you get it, uh, to experience that character in that state a little bit more. Yeah. It was interesting as the last movie I did with you guys was a uh, web of death. And that also had the same kind of dynamic of the, the woman may or may not be trustworthy and the guy decides not to trust her and it, it leads, you know, to massive death all around. And, well, uh, and that was Wu-Dang sect too. <laughs> that was also Wu-Dang sect that, that, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. That was... Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. It is the same sect even. So yeah, there was a lot of parallels going on between the movies. I mean, they, they were very different movies, but I, I found that interesting. It seems like a very popular, you know, um, writing hook that they use is that the the main character, you know, believes the lies of his, of the enemies rather than sure. uh, trust someone that he should implicitly believe in. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a lesson there is that to have more faith in people sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that does seem to be the message. Well, yeah, and you, you get you get a lot of these stories where there's like a misunderstanding between two lovers that leads to this, you know, really really big grudge that results in bloodshed, and mm-hmm. uh, and so you know I think uh, you know that's definitely you know you, you kind of get that in um, what is it Return of Condor Heroes you have that, um, and uh, and you and you have it here as well, um, but uh, but yeah I don't know I think. Uh, I, th- I thought the ending, what was interesting to me is the ending is, the last 30 minutes of the movie is that, that scene at Wu-Dang, that, that big confrontation scene. So it's really like a, it's a pretty long climax when you think about it. Like, you know, just 30 minutes of, 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 <laughs> of fighting and drama. Um, and, and, and I was amazed too, because I, I think I, I uh, in preparation for the podcast, I, I rewatched the movie like three times and I watched it with the director's commentary. So I think I got a good sense of, of the flow of events in the film. And, and it's amazing to me how much they really are able to do in that. It was like an, what, an hour and 26 minutes. They, yeah. Because you, yeah. you see the characters from when they're very young and, and, and it's not very quick. Like there's a good 10 or 15 minutes that deals with just the, uh, Yi Hung character when he's when he's a kid, um, you know. Then then to sort of you know go from there to to him being sort of a rebellious uh, sect disciple at Wu Dang, and then they very quickly have to get this love story going. But they also have to let you know about the evil cult, and she has to get kicked out of the evil cult. And it's like like all these things have to happen, and it, and it all very smoothly comes together. And it does. I, I gotta say, it comes more smoothly than, say, um, Clan of the White Lotus did in the sort of following the growth of the child aspect. Like this one, the, the transitions, maybe just because it's, it's more, the, the humor is a different brand of humor here. Um, it just seemed to make things flow a little bit better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree. I think this movie has a, such a different feel from that one. That one's sort of more rooted in that older style of the camera kind of lingering on the characters a little bit more or something. And this one, everything feels like it's in motion. And so they, that scene where they go from reprimanding him when he's like 10 or however old he's supposed to be, and, and then the camera pans, and, and, he's, and, he's, and he's now like an adult being reprimanded by the same guy. You know, it's a, I thought that was like a very interesting transitional uh, scene in the film. And there's a there's like a lot of stuff like that in this movie. The movie is very surreal. The camera angles are very unusual. The sets are all very strange, and everything's pretty much all, uh, with with the exception of like one or two dusk scenes that are that look like they're done on a set. Everything is pretty much done at night. Um, so, it, oh, were you gonna say something? Oh, I was just gonna say. I mean, going on with that, I thought I thought it did a really good job of establishing Cho Yi Hang's uh, 
his personality and his character and growing up, I thought, I thought the movie really handled that well. I, uh, I, I had a good grasp of the character throughout the whole thing, which is important because it all, it all comes down to that moment of him deciding whether or not to trust there. So his character is very important. Well, one of the interesting things about the young Yu uh, Hong character is that it was played by a girl. And, mm. and the reason why the director said was because um, he felt that Leslie Chung has like a pretty face. And so he wanted, yeah. <laughs> he wanted so he thought a, a, a girl would be a more appropriate uh, than, a, than a boy. And I think she actually goes on to have a pretty, uh, pretty decent career in acting as she grew up as well. I think. Hmm. What was that? Oh, the oh the actress in that. Yeah, the, the child actor. I I don't know who that was, but it wouldn't. I recognize like... the face. I've seen her in. Le- like... Yeah, Layla Tong, I believe is the name. Yeah, she's been. If if her face has stayed the same from her child state to her adult state, then she's been in a lot of things. Okay, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's interesting. I'm yeah. very certain I know who and she is, but I can't be 100 percent sure. And also, you know, me, me and Kenny have been uh, reading the book that this is based on, and we'll be talking about that separately. But it's interesting how different his character is too from the book in 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 this version. He's much more yeah. rebellious. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess I've only read the first three chapters of the book, and he comes across as very um, rigid as a character, if that yeah. makes sense. Whereas here, he's like really carefree and like, oh, I don't want to do anything. I'd like, if I can get away with just sleeping all day, that would be the best thing ever type of character. <laughs> and he's got like the tuft of hair coming over the eye, and he's just very sort of like, you know, he's like a, you know, like a rebellious teen. Um, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, it's it, it's a very I think it's a very different it's very different from the book, um, and mm-hmm. and it and it really uh, the book is very complicated. There's a there's a ton of characters in the book, um, like uh, like Kenny's seen my notes where I've just been writing down all the characters from the book, and I I have like it's got to be over twenty names at this point of major <laughs> it's characters. A lot of yeah, and and in the movie they they really they really simplify it. Uh, I I think. <laughs> to the to the benefit of the storyline um but uh but yeah so i don't know and and, but what was uh what did what did you guys think of the um of the of the conjoined twins as the sort of the the bad guys in this movie i thought that was an interesting plot twist (laughs) um i kind of figured there was something going on with those two since they were at the very first scene when you meet the um the the cult and it's just he comes in really fast on um Brigitte Lynn's character and then she's there all of a sudden I was like well how did she get there that fast it was just like well oh, I know oh when they're that... like back to back and they keep swapping right. to talk to her yeah and you don't see them actually do the swapping so it's just like you kind of shift in and shift out and it's like Wow. Okay. So something's really going on there. And then I don't know, somewhere in that scene, I realized they're either shape shifting, he's shape shifting into her and back and forth, or they're mm-hmm. joined somewhere. So it was like, it was really weird. Yeah, and I actually I, thought they were um, shape shifting. Um, I, I thought it was like one of those techniques because there was a dancing scene where, um, mm-hmm. where, just before they were introduced, where the man uh, with the mask on is dancing, and suddenly you know it's, it's, you got a pair of breasts in your face there, a woman's breasts. Right? I think they were trying like, to make okay, you maybe. wonder that. I think they wanted yeah. you to think that. I think that's why they put yeah. that scene in because I felt when the first time I saw this movie, I had the same exact reaction. I thought it was like a. Uh, a character who could become a man and a woman like that, you know, or, or, and, and it was doing what the guy with the breasts did. But, uh, but I, I love the way that they, they reveal that they're conjoined twins. It did, you know, it, mm-hmm. it takes a while before you really understand exactly what's going on. And, uh, and I love the different personalities of the twins too. One's very <laughs> brooding and like deeply in love with the, 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 the knee, the knee Chung character. And, and, uh, and the other one is just, she seems to delight in his misery to an extent. Like, um, I, uh, it, it's a, it's a very interesting pairing. Yeah. But, you know, we've, we've thrown around the term gratuitous nudity, but a lot in this, this podcast, but I feel like the reveal of them being twins was like completely non gratuitous. That was like, Oh, that was a use of nudity to good effect in the movie. So, it uh, I, I felt that served a purpose. It was an interesting way to reveal the point. 
No, I, I would agree with you. And also, they had such an unusual look. In je- it just was. I mean, it's it's meant it's 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 meant to be very sort of uh, surreal and disturbing. It's it's a uh, you know it, it, there's there's kind of like a horror element to the movie. Um, yeah. You know, there, there's sort of you know they're sort of like the. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, you know, they're 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 very. They're, this is like a very sinister cult. It's 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 not it's not just like a, an unorthodox sect. They're uh, they're they're extremely uh, creepy in, in how well, they're part of the drink blood, right? I don't know if that was. I think it was blood. Uh, it almost didn't matter, just because even if that wasn't blood, everything else they were doing seemed so shady, <laughs> and uh, um, you know, so. Uh, yeah, so I, I, but but it could have been blood. I, I've I've never been a hundred percent clear on that. Um, and then the whole thing when she leaves them, they make her walk over the rocks and the glass, and mm-hmm. and uh, and and beat her mercilessly. And then um, you know, and then you know she, and that sort of, to me, that seems a really crucial moment in the movie because, you know, that that sort of justifies a lot of her anger uh, at Wudang sect when she makes mm-hmm. sort of this big sacrifice to be with him. And then, you know, he doesn't trust her. Um, so. Yeah, I, I agree with that. The, but yeah, the, uh, the, the gauntlet scene was good because uh, the way, you know, she first steps out, she stares everyone down and everyone backs off and it's like, Oh, this is going to be relatively easy. And then, then she gets shoved from behind and everything kind of goes bad. But uh, that, that was added a, added a lot of, Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go I, was, ahead. I was just going to say that that scene I thought really uh, showed, you know, her, her abilities as an actress, too, because she just, mm-hmm. you know, just like with one look, like it's like, I mean, I realized that the <laughs> reaction from the other characters is important, too. But she gives that one look and it's like there's a wave that just yeah. sort of and then they and then they, you know, they, they they don't really even start beating on her till somebody sneaks up from behind and whacks her on the ground. Um, yeah. So she has like this real commanding presence. Yeah, and I, I think it showed to her character strength also to the fact that she, when she was knocked to the ground, she at first was going to crawl, but something in her woke up and mm-hmm. she squeezed the hot coal and then stood up and put her hands up and walked out. So I'm glad that she got up and walked out on her own two feet instead of crawling out. That really showed to her strength as a person. Yeah, and it, uh, I mean, like I said, it, as you guys said, it, it really you know, gives her resentment later, a lot of power that she went through that. And I'd say, I'd say they, 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 they kind of give give Cho Yang some reason to, uh, you know, act the way he does from the standpoint that he he has been the guy who's been the like you know he said he's kind of the bad boy who always play you know is off doing his own thing and and then you know his his master gets beheaded and everything and he suddenly kind of feels with this remorse it's like oh what have i done <laughs> and and uh it, it puts him in a spot where you can see he actually would side with his clan just because he's kind of he's kind of racked with this guilt for having allowed things to go so badly i mean he was still wrong but you can kind of see how he he got to that point of being wrong well and i think too you know it's um he's still kind of in the end it seems like he's still torn like he's he he, oh yeah he just killed like his i mean mean, we're spoiling everything but he just killed his his (laughs) whole sect and 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 he doesn't you know he he's still calling out her name he's not he's not He's not mm-hmm. seeking her blood, um, so no, no. Uh, um, I would like to believe that he would have trusted her no matter what, except for the fact that his dying brother accused her of coming in. Mm-hmm. He, I think yeah. he would have stood up to everybody, except for when the dying brother had said that it was her that came in and slaughtered everybody. And yeah. loved his brother dearly, and so it was pitting the brother against brother's word against her word, and he eventually went with the brother. Well, and also, I mean, you know, uh, she did end up doing all the terrible. Like, like once once things went south, she she started hacking people in half with her with her whip. So, um, mm. so you know, yeah. 
<laughs> but speaking of which, I was curious what people's thoughts on the uh, on the fight sequences were, because um, they, they you know this is not this isn't like Swordsman Two style fight choreography. It was a little different than that. I, what we really get from the fight scenes is that you know the um, Li Chang is a very powerful martial artist. Like a a blunt whip is able to like tear people into eight chunks. You know, in the in the, in the first scene where she's shown fighting against the army um, that's been sent to hunt down the uh, the the, uh, the peasants. Um, you know, she she she's massacring people left and right. Like. It, it shows that you know she's a very intimidating as far as uh, fighters go i think and uh, you know we don't really get much other fight scenes besides from with when when uh obviously there's the end sequence but there's also when uh um is showing off his sword skills uh, a few times throughout the movie and i i think um yeah those are always really well shown i mean they've they were quite generic as far as moves go. Like there wasn't anything stand out about them, but I thought they were performed very crisply and cleanly. And yeah, with the with the air of someone who's used to martial arts rather than someone who's been taken on just because he's a pretty face. If that makes sense. Well, in, in this movie, there were a lot of he, uh, Leslie Chung had a lot of doubles in this movie, um, and the director okay. was very transparent about that. Um, he picked Leslie Chung because of his acting ability and his look. And because he wanted somebody who was like James Dean. Um, and, and so they, so, you know, that shot, that tracking shot where they're following him around and, and, and it looks like it's him because the, the camera, they don't change cameras. Um, but the camera kind of moves to the side a little bit. And he was, and I guess that gave them time to bring in like a bunch of different, uh, doubles for him. Um, uh, okay. um and I, 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 I don't know about Bridget Lynn in this movie, I know that the sequence when she got beat in the gauntlet, uh, they didn't use a double. Uh, I imagine they might have at certain points, but um, but I think a lot of her stuff too was le- was more about the stances and and things like mm-hmm. that than uh, um, than the the sort of uh, the fight choreography. But it's uh, and I and I don't know if this information is correct, but I think that the, the action director was Philip Kwok. Um, it was. It was okay. Yeah. So. Who I mean, definitely, you know, uh, you know, knows knows a thing or two about fight choreography, but um, the director really wanted something that was more poetic and 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 operatic in the way that it it appeared than uh, than than just like you know sword play. Uh, so, so I think that it. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you know, as I say, they, 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 and I think they successfully conveyed that because you know we we have on one hand like Ni Chang who is a wolf girl, and you know she's re- she's been raised by wolves, and with you know the way she uses her whip, it shows that ferocious side to her, you know the beast-like nature in which she just ruthlessly tears people into, into well to, to to her it looks like these aren't even people; they're just chunks of meat that she's just butchering. No, she she even I remember is a scene where she slices somebody into like eight pieces and and just comments about that like you know just like eight pieces I forget what she said but she she yeah because the the guy was like oh we'll we'll chop her into eight pieces mm-hmm. you know and then and then she's like counting the pieces oh look looks like exactly eight pieces to me there <laughs> <laughs> and and you're right they look like just chunks of meat at that point and uh um and in fact in that sequence I think it was that sequence it was a sequence around that. They they used a lot of wires in this movie, and apparently one of the one of the stunt women got hit by lightning uh, during the dur- during one of those scenes. I guess she survived, but I thought that was something that was worth mentioning because people don't normally get hit by lightning uh, doing wire work in these movies. So, or I hope they don't. That, that's you know, it's not like a rampant a rampant plague of people being hit by lightning every time they do this. Occupational hazard. <laughs> But uh, but also the the special effects in this movie I thought were kind of interesting because they're pretty low key but effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know if anybody like even the transformation scene. There's no it's it's really just like a montage and um, and and I don't know they slow down the film a little bit or something and and then they and then they just have her change hair. Um, but uh, but I, I thought that uh, that that some of that stuff kind of worked better than if it was. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes these days, a lot of the effects is, are very overwhelming at times, and in this one, I felt like it was a nice blend of of practical effects, uh, camera tricks, and and it just all kind of helped create atmosphere. 
Yeah, very few you know, special effects are really needed. I mean, they showcased um, Chi Wushan's mastery of Chi or telekinesis, which, whichever way you want to look at it, um, a few times. And, you know, it, it, I, the fact that they didn't use it all the time was sort of, sort of added to, you know, how the, the, the mystique behind it, I think. Um, and, and, you know, just having um, one person doing sort of uh, out of the ordinary actions made um, them seem all that much more special and in, in this case threatening as well because, you know, we have this um, conjoined twins who with mysterious <laughs> powers that you're never really sure if, uh, if it's, you know, within the realm of possibility or if it's uh, supernatural in any way um you know given that the, the fact that they refer to as a demonic cult uh, multiple times throughout the movie you sort of yeah what start, start wondering if this is a um yeah as brendan mentioned earlier sort of a horror style movie or supernatural movie as opposed to just like a pure martial arts um and yeah, and, and the sort of the hair change sequence, I think, was pretty nicely done as well. I mean, yeah, at that point, we sort of um, get, get the montage showing you know, all the sort of suffering and she's been through, and as well as like all the, the good times that she shared with Yi Hang, um, sort of all rolled into one. And you know, and then the the, stare, the sort of the staring into each other's eyes, and you know, her seeing um, from his expression that you know he has doubts about her and yeah we already know that she's she's explicitly told him that if you start doubting me i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go off on you i hate that a key key plot point when she brings that up you're like "Uh (laughs) uh-oh not very forgiving Uh. (laughs) but i think the um hair changing um montage was very good it showed that the raw emotions that go through a person can really changed them and in this case it not only changed her emotionally it changed her physically so um her raw emotions all all the hate all the love all the distrust and everything that came to a head in that one scene was brought brought out into her hair color and and if i remember from the book i think she didn't like like the hair color change was also something that she just didn't like like she was very you know upset about it um and so you yeah, can, I think... did... oh go ahead i was going to say just that she had said in the um in the ancient city that you know will you still love me even if my hair turns silver or white yeah, so no... you knew she wasn't going to like it you know getting older but well and, and she uh and and i think i think I, and again, I, that kind of comes to like how everything in this movie sort of all, it, it just feels very well constructed to me because all that stuff just sort of, you know, keeps, it, you know, that line obviously is important and everything kind of ties together. Um, but uh, now, what was it? There was something else I wanted to mention, but I can't remember what it was at this point. Um, oh, this is, I don't know if, if everybody will be following me on this, uh, but when I was watching it this time, I was reminded of the movie Legend when I was watching it and I was curious if anybody else had a, well, number one, maybe people haven't seen legend cause it's so old now, but, uh, if you have, if anybody, uh, felt similarly, uh, about the atmosphere and mood of the movie. I, it's, I haven't seen it since the eighties, but I would agree with the mood. You know, I, I remember it well enough to have the feel of the movie and I, mm-hmm. I'll agree with you on that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, between uh, like the the style, because the music in this is like it's kind of like synthy, uh, uh, um, you know, like mu- music that that we would have tended to see in American movies more in the '80s, but you see it a lot still mm-hmm. in uh, in Hong Kong movies in the '90s. Um, yeah, yeah, it was when Vangelis did the score for Legend, if I recall. Oh, I don't. I used to have the soundtrack actually, but I never okay. really did it. Um, but I like the music in this. I thought the music was very fitting for what they were going for. Yeah, and a point about the music, actually. I think the ending song was actually sung by um, uh, Leslie, Leslie Chang. Yeah, he actually wrote it, too. He, uh, oh, he wrote the song. He wrote the music. Okay. He, and he was, um, and again, this is from the director's commentary, but he was retired from music at that point, and he agreed to do the song for the movie. And I think he had some stipulation about like they weren't supposed to put it on the VHS version or something, but uh, uh-huh. um, but yeah, no, he I, I'm pretty sure he wrote that. Unless Ronnie Yu is lying or wrong, um, 
Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised that like, he is a musical talent, and he, that's what he, one of the things that he was famous for. So, um, and speaking of the music, actually, I yeah, jumping back to the very beginning of the movie, um, I actually really enjoyed the way they introduced it with the sort of really. Um, abstract paintings and and, and and how they wove the music in with that and i thought it set the tone for the movie very well and yeah even at that point i could sort of there was the hint of tragedy i felt in the music and the way they depicted all the images there already so um i thought that was a very uh, interesting part at the very beginning there yeah and i feel and it kind of had like a wispy quality to it which a lot of the movie had and it just, I, I i agree I, I, th- I think the movie the music really kind of is what initially the first time i ever saw this sold me on the film um that that opening that opening line of music um which you know as i've said in many of these podcasts i tend to be a sucker for um but uh (laughs) but yeah so uh you know i uh uh i i i no no i'm just curious what did you think of the the final music the the, because that's a very different sounding song than the rest of the soundtrack so i'm curious if that that worked for people or if it didn't work for people it worked i did the ending was interesting because it you know once again it's like ambiguous and it kind of before the credits even roll the music starts and you kind of go into that montage of scenes through the movie and i was like you know the music star was making me think okay maybe the movie's coming to a close and you had the montage and i you know and i'm not used to montages at the end of the movies so i was like is this him remembering things and we're going to have more after or is mm. this just part of the ending of the movie mm. and so but yeah but like i said it was the music was kind of cute, cluing me in that no i think i think that yeah and then the credits showed up and i was like okay yeah it's over <laughs> but yeah but uh that was that was the uh, reaction i had to the music though and I'll have to give it another listen, but I think um, the lyrics for that song actually um, matched up with the feeling and emotions you get from the movie pretty well there. But um, mm-hmm. I'll have to have another listen because I've only seen the movie once all the way through. So uh, it'll be interesting to have a revisit at the, to okay. the ending song at some point to see what, what that sounds like. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dion, what about you? How'd you feel about that last song? I didn't. Know, I don't know what the words are because they didn't show like subtitles like they do in some movies with the lyrics. But um, I really liked the song, and I would really like to know what the lyrics were because it was kind of sad to me. But it fit the ending of the movie very well. Kenny, if you happen to get those lyrics, you know we can. You know, feel free to pass them to me, and I can post them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, don't, don't and I'm fairly certain I have heard this song in places other than this movie, mm. so I don't know how um, you know whether Leslie's uh, stipulation that it would not be released on whatever held uh, <laughs> <laughs> held true or very long. Well, also he did he did die in 2003, I believe. He, uh, yes, so, yes. Um, yeah, it was pretty tragic, actually. Actually, he both every so uh, the, the, he has a pretty tragic um, you know outcome for his life and. Uh, Yemi Lamb also has a pretty tragic uh, uh, life story as well. She she's still alive, but um, but when I see this movie, I tend to be reminded of that. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I wonder if, if if his death might have affected how uh, you know how easily that music is heard, or if it you know was just you know. Uh, I don't know. Well, I, I just no. I'm very certain my mom has um, sung this song at karaoke once, like, okay. at the very least once before in the past. And, okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, maybe she might have butchered the song a little bit, but it definitely sounds familiar. <laughs> I think I've heard it before. Well, I think at karaoke you're allowed to uh, you're allowed to butcher <laughs> the songs. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so uh, I did want to I did want to re- revisit the uh the nudity issue because um when i was listening to the, the the commentary the director mentioned his favorite scene in the film is the erotic poison removal scene the scene where she gets hit with the bolt from lu hua and he mm. and he sucks out the poison basically um mm-hmm. which pretty pretty much leads to the the scene that that elliot uh had mentioned in his in his review so um i thought it was i thought it was kind of amusing that that was one of his favorite scenes um, but he also mentioned that, um, that the, the, the director himself was surprised, uh, 
how far both of the actors took that scene. I mean, he was pleasantly surprised by it, but I guess they went above and beyond what he was expecting for, for those scenes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Did anybody else have any additional thoughts on this movie? I, I, I don't know if we covered everything or not. I, I don't know. I, 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 I like. I do like the um, the needle removal scene. It sort of reminds me of the story of the lion with the fawn in its paw, and how you know um, the person who removed it got the gratitude of the lion, sort of thing. And it just <laughs> seems like in this sort of case, you know, she's a wolf girl, and yeah, because he's showing her, you know, the. Um, you know, he's, he's being nice to her and um, and then helping her with her fawn, so to speak. You know, that, that's sort of maybe why it triggers some of her feelings for her. Because otherwise, I can't really explain how the romance was so explosive. Um, I think... And, uh, oh, well, go ahead, go ahead, finish what you're Yeah, saying. I mean, because they, they've met as children. Um, and I don't, I don't know if um, Yi Chang would have, you know, recognized him as the the child who was carrying the the little, little lamb that day, um, yeah. But I, I think I, he he definitely recognizes her after the, um, she starts playing the flute. Um, so, yeah, you know, love at first sight might just be you know the best explanation for it. But I I, have to, I do feel like the the romance erupted and uh, <laughs> sped along. I think I think what they were going for was there was another scene where they met briefly as well. Uh, but before before that sequence and it was all about just sort of the exchange of glances than what they were actually saying and so I think they were, you know if you if you if you focus a little bit on the actor's expression there is sort of like dialogue being communicated I think between them even in those early scenes when like she's helping him deliver the baby and yeah. and they're just kind of looking at each other that might not be sufficient for what you're you're saying but um, I think that was what the aim was was sort of uh, and also just the 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 need to keep this thing uh, going from point A to point yeah. B in a short time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think he recognized um, recognized her from. I think he probably carried a torch for her because when he first saw her, I think he was so enamored with her, her beauty and her command of the flute and the fact that she was surrounded by these wolves and could control them with the music. I think he was just so enamored with her that it stuck with him all those years. And then when he saw her again, when uh, she was delivering the baby, it all came back to him. Well, and she did save his life in that scene. And, um, and, and it is, I think, I think it is like Kenny was saying, I guess it would be like love at first sight in that, like, you know, the scene where he sees her, she's like spinning around in the air and like, you know, it's like a very sort of like, you know, uh, like I think meant to be that kind of a moment, um, so so you 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 you're, you're probably correct about that, um, but uh, but yeah I don't know I thought that was an interesting scene because his character is is uh, I I guess he's trying to liberate a goat that's going to be slaughtered is what I was able to get from that and yeah. and then he's chased by the wolves and so he's initially going to put the goat down as a sacrifice to the wolf so he can escape but he feels bad and he picks up the goat. And he even gave the goat a name. I forget what he called it. Um, I think it was Xiao Yang was the name of the goat. Um, but sweet he... little lamb in Chinese. Oh, does it? Okay. Oh, so maybe it wasn't a name. Maybe he just called him Little, little Lamb. Um, uh, see, I was touched. I thought he gave the lamb a name. Um, but, uh, so did I. <laughs> but, and then, and then she, she draws them away with her, with her flute playing. But, um, but uh, oh, one one other thing I, I did want to mention before I forget because this was mentioned in the director's commentary. That scene in the end when the Siamese twins are bouncing around from pillar to pillar, the director said that was literally inspired by a pinball machine, um, <laughs> which I thought was funny. <laughs> I thought of it as a beach ball kind of thing. Yeah, well, they look like a big giant beach ball being you know bounced around the room. Um, it's a, it, you know, it's a, it's, it, 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 uh, but, but it's just funny to me because I think like if somebody didn't like that scene, their complaint would probably be, oh, it looks like a game of pinball. And that was like exactly what we were going for. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Did anybody else have any additional thoughts? No, I enjoyed the movie. Um, if I had to score it out of five, I'd say I could definitely give it a four. 
Um, there are some parts where, you know, I, I felt like could have been done better, but not none of it was bad. So uh, definitely deserves a four from me out of five. Yeah, I was I was impressed with just you know as you said earlier how much they managed to fit into this movie. I mean, it's a very short movie, but it's it's very full and satisfying for uh, for its running length. I totally agree with the gentleman. I think it's a good movie. They fit a lot in in an hour and a half, but it was explained very well, and mm-hmm. they did a good job in everything. So it was a good movie. Yeah, and I, I, I would I would probably score this. As, for me, it would be a 5 out of 5, I think, um, just because it's held up for me over the years, uh, and I find that I can rewatch it, and it doesn't get dull for me. I, I find more interesting things about it. Um, but, yeah, I, I would pretty much agree with, with pretty much what everyone said. Um, but uh, but I'd be remiss if we didn't mention that Elliot really did uh, you know had some issues with the uh, with the ending and um, and and some of the the scenes uh, after the middle um, and I've seen I've seen other people express similar complaints. Most of the reviews that I've found of it have generally been positive, but I will see uh, some some negative ones from time to time. Uh, so yeah, so again, the movie is The Bride with White Hair. If we can, we will try to do a review of the sequel or a discussion of the sequel at some point. Um, it may be tricky getting a copy to everybody because it's The Bride with White Hair 2 is kind of hard to get already as it is. Um, so uh, we'll see what we can do. But it's directed by Ronnie Yu. It stars Bridget Lin and Leslie Chung. And uh, it's, it's not available on Prime. If you want to watch it, you can order it on Amazon. Um, so, or, or, you know, eBay or whatever. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's available on DVD and I, I keep hearing rumors of a, of a Blu-ray that's, that's supposedly very expensive somewhere, but, um, but, but basically it's available on DVD. So, all right, we'll be back on, uh, hopefully, uh, sometime next week. And until then we will talk to you later. saying kenny yeah we never really talked about um how the you know his uh martial sister lu hua might have had feelings for yi hang there and um, maybe that might have um, had some influence on uh why she treats the wolf girl with uh, so much hostility um yeah other than the fact that you know orthodox sects tend to treat those from you know cults other cults and stuff with uh wary eye but yeah she seems to especially have it out for her and uh doing everything she can to sort of keep uh yi hang and um ni chang apart well and i and you had mentioned the poisoning too and i think um i i you know we, we were discussing this after uh after we stopped recording and and i think um 
it's it's probably you know worth adding here in the bonus podcast but uh uh Lula's character is I think a lot more evil than she than she comes off on like the first time you view this you you do not really uh you know she 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 comes off as like maybe a little bit hostile and angry but the the more and more you think about all the things she does the more you think oh she she might be like genuinely evil like she's a member of Wudang but she's she's apparently uses poison and 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 we're still sort of trying to decipher exactly what happened but based on what you're saying Kenny it sounds like in the Cantonese version the um when she when she shows uh Yi Hong the the uh the the jade heirloom that he gave to the farmer that she's retrieved uh that she's killed the farmer um whereas in the subtitles we had it it it, it looked like she was saying I will kill him if you you know if you you try to give it to him again or something um but it was a little bit ambiguous there because the Chinese could have, yeah, you could say, if I kill him, then he'll have no use for it type mm-hmm. of thing. Or it could have been, I killed him and he has no use for it. Okay. So it, it's a little bit up in the air. I'm inclined to say that she killed the farmers just because the, all the peasants that were shown, like stealing grain from the army and stuff, they weren't um, from the Central Plains, which is like the main sort of theme here is that those people from the Central Plains are trying to defend from outsiders and thus anyone from outside, whether they're old or young or whatever, they're all fair game. Um, because they're they're the enemy, and yeah. So I'm thinking from her point of view, I think she would have just killed um, the man and possibly the baby as well. Um, I I don't that... I don't know how far she'd go. But... Well, yeah, because so so if if, if people uh, just to give context, uh, uh, the, the the scene there's a, like a crucial scene where uh, where Ni Chung and, and Yu Hung both uh, save a farmer whose wife has just died in childbirth, and they help deliver the baby. And they give him the baby, and then uh, Yi Hung gives her uh, a jade heirloom that was given to him by by uh, Lu Hua, and and uh, and later in the movie, Lu Hua reveals that she she has the heirloom again, and and suggests that she either has killed the farmer or will kill the farmer, and if she has killed the farmer, then there's also this baby that 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 uh, is who fate, whose fate is left, uh, you know, sort of you're sort of wondering about and i don't know to me it suggests that she might be a pretty a pretty malevolent character in this movie um but uh but i don't know i just thought it was interesting um but yeah so i I don't know uh so yeah so we're just throwing this in at the end of the podcast if you if you uh if you stuck around you know you might catch it uh and uh you know we'll maybe do a few of these in the future as well so 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 listen to to the the, the full distressor music and you'll get you'll get a little bonus each podcast <laughs>